Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry About the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. I feel like I have so much to discuss today. I think it's going to be a little bit of an emotional roller coaster, to be honest. I had like kind of a tough weekend that led into, you know, a more difficult week. And, you know, I feel like sometimes the podcast is this great live journal for me. And I was talking with one of my girlfriends the other day, and she, I can't remember how she put it way better than I'm going to, but she kind of talked about how I don't shy away from telling people, you know, obviously the good, but also the bad. And I personally just think that with all the bad things that kind of like happened to me, quote unquote, bad, you know, whatever. I think that there's so many important lessons to be learned. And I think part of it is me finding them for myself and then me being able to share them to other people, you know, which is great. I mean, obviously I have like normal things to talk about. You know, I I watch Wednesday Adams and all that good shit. But, you know, I also... Also just want to like, you know, talk about what's really going on. And (laughs) I'm going to kick it off with just like a health update because I feel like that's the most pressing thing because I have just been feeling so unbelievably sick. And I honestly can't remember. And I feel like I say this a lot, but in the drinking game of listening to the I'm Sorry What podcast, I feel like you could finish your drink every time I say, can't remember if I already talked about this. Like I do keep obviously a log, but sometimes I just go off the log, you know, I'm off the record. Uh, (laughs) And I, uh, uh, so I don't remember where I last left you all with my health update, but I did see a new doctor and um, a new gastroenterologist. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it, but a GI a little poo doctor, if you would. And uh, (laughs) about my stomach. And he asked me a question that should not have been this profound, but I was so shocked when he asked me. He's like, so do you think the medication is working? And I was like, oh, wow. What a what a question. Um, No, you know, I have been feeling nauseous since like last year and it was a good gotta love my records keeper on this one um Julie friend of the podcast she was like I was on the phone with her and she's like don't you remember you were super nauseous leading into like your sister's wedding last year I'm like that's right I was on antibiotics and all this stuff and uh I I was like oh that's such like such a great point and then I was remembering last year I was so nauseous but one of the things I was talking to Andrew about I'm like it's so hard with me because I went through the times that I can remember starting to feel nauseous too. It's like Jimmy and I had broken up last year and then obviously I had gotten the colonoscopy and then I was put on this new medication and then I was feeling nauseous. So at the time, you know, I wasn't really like eating a lot and I don't know if it was like a sadness or like I'm sick, you know? (laughs) And then, uh, obviously this year, you know, uh, went through another breakup and and that was hard. And I was feeling like kind of nauseous too, but I think more it's gotten worse since they upped my dosage of that medication when I got out of the hospital. So anyways, I just feel like I'm nauseous all the time and I'm really trying to like power through because I know for my mental health also that me sitting alone all the time is not going to be helpful. So I'm trying to be very like, you know, strategic about not doing things like a bunch of things in one weekend or, you know, jam packing my week and just knowing like 
when it's, it's too far to be pushed, you know? Uh, so I just, yeah, I just feel really nauseous all the time. It's super annoying. Uh, Andrew, you know, um, has made some great points about that being kind of connected to maybe it's getting worse from like some anxiety and depression, which I totally agree with him on. But I think that there's something there. I feel like my hypothesis right now is it's the medication I'm on for the Crohn's. Uh, the, the new GI kind of feels the same way, but the problem is, <laughs> is that I can't get off that medication or like try a new one until I get a colonoscopy. So I had this appointment with the doctor in November. It is November right now, but this was like a couple weeks ago. It was the day before my party. And he was like, yeah, well, I think this is what it is, but we have to do the colonoscopy first. So I was like, okay, whatever. Thinking, you know, they'll probably have availability in, in like what, December at the latest. January 19th was the first available appointment. So basically it's just like, hey, you know, um, suffer until then. Like could be this medication that, that you're on that's making you absolutely like horribly nauseous but we're not going to know and we're not going to be able to test it until January. So if that is a solution, too bad. And the, the worst part in my mind is if it's not the solution, then I got my hopes up for something and I don't know, like then, then we're going to have to go back into testing, you know? So I think it's just, honestly, it's just really fucking frustrating. And I think that with health stuff all the time, and I feel like people don't want to talk about it that often. But, you know, even when you get like a fucking cold and you go to the doctor and sometimes they're like, nah, maybe it's strep throat, maybe it's not. And then you're in this waiting game of figuring out what it is like that is so frustrating. And I think it's OK to be frustrated with that. Like I'm learning this year a lot about allowing myself to feel my emotions. You know, I've talked about it a few times here on the pod and that that's one of them. Like, I think the the anger over my health stuff in, in general is something that I tend to shy away from. But, you know, I think I have every right to be mad and annoyed. This is frustrating. And I'm so unbelievably tired of feeling sick. Like, it's so debilitating. Like, nausea is a is a bad bitch. Like, that is some mean ass shit right there. And, you know, and I agree with Andrew. I think it gets worse you know, as with my mental health, I think they definitely trigger each other, you know? So I've been feeling sick. I don't know if that's what's making me feel so off, but I definitely like am not feeling great right now. You know, I'm very much feeling the isolation come into play. I I'm looking around my apartment. It's dirty. Like I don't, it's not dirty. Like relax. It's like messy. I just haven't put away anything. Like it's Wednesday and I've been here for a couple days, but like Every day after work, it's been like just powering through work and then laying on the couch with my heating pad, just like hoping things are going to get better, you know? But I, the thing is, is that I know that they will. And that's what I really hold on to. I know that it's not everybody's favorite saying like, you know, everything's going to be okay. But it, that saying is like very important to me. And I remember when I was talking with um the nice boy, I remember him telling me about how much he hates getting like his blood drawn and like shots and, and all that stuff. And I was like, well, somebody who has to get it done often. I'm like, one of the things that I remind myself constantly when I'm in pain is that, you know, it's temporary not to pull the whole, um, high school sporting slogan of pain is temporary. Pride is forever. 
I know. I know if you played sports, literally, if any of you played a sport, you have a fucking t-shirt with that saying on it. Like for sure. Um, I think our PE shirts had that and it's like, relax, you know, like nobody's going that hard. But, um, (laughs) anyway, I, I don't necessarily mean in that way, but I do know that things get, get better. And that's the same way I look at heartbreaks and breakups. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to feel it now and it's going to go away. It might take some time longer than I expected or hoped for, but you know, it, it gets, it gets better. So even, you know, literally going into, I remember when I got stung by the stingray and I was like laying on that very uncomfortable hospital bed as they were like digging into my foot. Ugh, yucky. Um, <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's going to be over soon. Like it's going to be over soon. It's just, it's not going to last forever. Like, you know, it, it's hard because for me right now, like I don't see an end date in sight. And I just try to relieve myself of that. You know, yes, I can't control the date that I'm going to feel better, but it's going to get better. And right now I can only do what I can do and what I can control. And right now that's, you know, my schedule and trying to just stay calm and not have it too packed and listening to my body, taking the breaks when I need it. And, you know, trying to go on walks when I think I can, trying to eat, you know, what I can and and all those kinds of things and just living my life and just making sure I'm doing whatever makes me happy. So, you know, I had to give a big shout out to the people in my life who like very much understand what I'm going through and never get like upset with me for having to cancel or anything like that. Like those kinds of things like that understanding is like unmatched because I know how frustrating it is. You know, you get like really excited about something and then you know, or like, you know, you're having a bad day and you really wanted to go out and then someone having to like cancel on you. Like that's not any easy thing. And I, I absolutely hate doing it. And I just feel really lucky that there's people in my life who never make me feel bad about it. So yeah, that's my like real, like sad ish health update. It's just facts. You know what I mean? And it's painful and it's shitty. And, but like I said, it's not going to like last forever. And you know, I'm gonna get through it and it's okay that it's frustrating and it's okay that I'm annoyed about it, but you know, it will turn, it will turn the corner. And so, you know, I did have, (laughs) I did feel nauseous this week, but I did have a really good fucking time. I said it was a roller coaster, but let let me just tell you, I had, so I came home on Tuesday, uh, back to Livermore and friend of the podcast, Aaron was in town And so her and I had dinner on Tuesday night, which was really fun. And then on Wednesday, um, went out and did some sake bombs. And I know you guys are like, this bitch talk about being nauseous and she's drinking. Leave me alone. Leave me the fuck alone. Honestly, most of the time, it's like the only time I don't feel nauseous is what I'm drinking. And that is not okay in any way, shape or form, but it is facts. Like on my birthday week when I was feeling super nauseous and Jenna came over and we had wine, I was like, okay, this is this is great. Like I feel good, you know? Uh, so anyways, I haven't done a sake bomb in so long. So this used to be, it's one of my favorite stories. Of course it was, um, from the Jimmy relationship was that on Jimmy and I's first date, I did not know his name. Like for the whole date, I did not know his name. And, uh, we went to like the giants game together, like took a fucking ferry with this dude and like did not know his name, like sketch on sketch. But we went and he took me to this brewery down there and the beer really wasn't that good. We went to Marin and I'm not going to call out the brewery because that's mean, but I didn't really care for the beer too much. But, you know, I was 
did want to be a beer snob on my on my first date. And then um, he was like, oh, you know, let's let's just go somewhere else. Because I think he could tell I wasn't feeling it. How back then he was able to pick up on my subtle hints. But like when I yelled something to his face, he didn't get that. I will never truly understand. But anyways, we went and did sake bombs. He's like, do you want to do a sake bomb? I was like, what the fuck is that? And we went to this little like Japanese restaurant and went in there and did these sake bombs. And then it was like a theme of our relationship. And, you know, I haven't really done one um, besides Aaron's bachelorette party after all the robbery and everything went down and we had um, hibachi dinner. I remember being like, I just fucking like I need a little something something for me, you know, to congratulate getting through this moment. And I was like, I want a fucking sake bomb. So I did one. And it's so funny because I was just chatting with um, a coworker yesterday and he brought up something really smart that his therapist said because we were talking about candles for some reason. And he was like, you know, I used I just went and bought a bunch of candles because that's something I used to do with my ex. And I was talking to my therapist and I was like, and, and the therapist was saying how important it is to do things that you use that you enjoyed that you used to do with your ex all the time, but doing it alone and for yourself and kind of like rewriting that narrative and that memory. And I was like, oh my God, I just kind of did that with sake bombs, which, you know, buying candles and doing sake bombs are two very different things. But, um, you know, I was like, you know, this is something that I used to do with Jimmy all the time and it didn't. And it was fun because I was with friends also that used to hang out with us together all the time. So it felt very like comfortable and all this stuff. And I had the best time just getting to do it and and had, create new memories. And it was really fun for me. And I, you know, honestly, I didn't think much about it at the time. I was like, oh, yeah, this is something we used to do together, blah, blah. blah. But then, you know, when when I was talking about this yesterday, I was like, oh, yeah, like this is such a great piece of advice is to, you know, re- rewrite some of those memories. So anyways, it was a really good time. I was so happy to to get to spend time with everybody. And then the next day was um, Thanksgiving, which was which was a great time. Um, you know me. I am in charge of the charcuterie and the cocktails. So, of course, both were on point, as expected. <laughs> I uh, I made a apple cider sangria. The one thing I was missing that when I made it in the past, I've always added caramel vodka. But the first time I made it at Thanksgiving, everybody got a little too toasty. So I decided to like back off on the vodka this time. But I do looking back, think that it needed it. So my recipe, I changed up a little bit. So I soaked my apples in cinnamon like I like put them in a little Tupperware, put cinnamon on them and let them sit for a couple hours. Then I put them in the sangria. It was just the apples two bottles of two buck chuck and then the spiced apple cider from Trader Joe's. And then I added like a bunch of caramel sauce from Ghirardelli, of course. And then I let it sit and it was really good. I topped it with a little bit of bubbles the day of, but I don't really think it needed it, nor could you really tell it was there. But I really think the caramel vodka would have done done it a little bit better and I have also added um, edible glitter in there before. I feel like it could have used a little sparkle, but it was still delicious. No complaints. <laughs> and then my charcuterie board, of course, was on point and amazing because it always is. It always looks so beautiful. And I and I love that for me. And I was so funny because um, Aaron actually bought me a charcuterie board for, I think, my Christ- my birthday or my Christmas birthday or Christmas or one of those things. And it comes with its own little like tools and everything, like little knives. And I came home and my mom brought out her board. And I was like, oh, no, I brought my own board this year. Like she's in it and she is ready. So, uh, 
Yeah, it was really, really fun. Then the next day, obviously with Aaron in town, it was really exciting because um, we got to spend the day together. So we went wine tasting, me, her and her mom went to Marietta's well, of course. And they were like giving us some good pours, like shout out to Marietta's on that one. They were like on it. It was amazing. And then we went to, I believe, McGrail. Yes, was the next one. And we had goldfish and wine, which is like just my favorite thing in the whole world. It was so fun. And then um, also front of the podcast, Ben was in town. So he went to a bar in Pleasanton to watch the USA game while we were wine tasting. And then we met up back at the most important establishment in Livermore, obviously the ale house and uh you know had some drinks there it was really fun and then ben's like are we gonna go you know out at the vne club like are we going to the dive bar because i think i brought him one time and you know vne club is your dive bar in livermore i don't know which is divier vne club or the good time tavern but i feel like they're both rough and you gotta love them vne clubs like cash only you know it's like one of those so we were going in to the Friday at 4 p.m. V&E Club crew. And let me just tell you, what an experience to be had. It was so, um, it was exactly what you would expect, you know. Uh, I We walked in and this weird old man like was making eyes at Aaron immediately and was being weird. I think he put his arm around her and I was like ready to fight. And then this guy came in in like a velour tracksuit like red, white, and blue. And he was just way too much. And at one point I do think I yelled at him, um, because he wouldn't leave Aaron alone. And I was like, I'm about to beat some ass today. Ben's all like calm, you know, he's like, all right, guy, like, Hey, back off, buddy, blah, blah. And I'm like, Hey, fuck you get away. You know, it was, it was funny. It's like, not everybody handles situations the same, but okay. The most important part was Aaron was like, it's her birthday. Cause this was Aaron's like birthday treat for me. So when I said that I was as done with birthday celebrations, I very much lied because I still celebrated much into November. Uh, I think I am done now, but when we were at VE club, she was like, Oh, do you want to do like a shot or something? And you know me, I'm not like, a, I'm not a shot girl anymore. It's, it's rough. And so the bartender was like, let me make you your own like shooter shot. And I was like, Oh shit. And she was like, what's your name? Like name it after you. And I was like, well, my name's Ashley. It's like very like, you know, basic as fuck. And then I was like, but my, I go by Ashley sleek in my professional podcast career and she was like, yes, let's call it the Ace Leak. So you know what? Honestly, I peaked. My hometown dive bar now has a a shot named after me. And it was delicious. It was like, and I'm not a big blueberry girl normally, but it was like a blueberry like cupcake kind of thing. It was really freaking delicious. And I super enjoyed it. I'm so glad that we went out and did that. It was a really fun time. And then the next day, um, I, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm now referring back to my notes and there's one part of my Thanksgiving that I just have to call out backing it up to Thanksgiving. So obviously I've talked about this on the podcast. I talked about it a lot on TikTok about how I was like maneuvering through the day. I'm actually going to talk about it again in the, um, ask Ashley segment about like just kind of getting through the holidays alone, but also in particular, as I've mentioned, you know, Scotland and I, the first time we hung out really was Thanksgiving. So I was a little nervous about how I was going to feel that day. And so I was kind of like, okay, just try to get him out of my head, whatever, blah, blah. I come out of my Thanksgiving outfit and my fucking dad is like, you look Scottish. Dad, 
What in the flying fuckery? Like literally he's like, oh, did you put like you put on your Scottish outfit today? And I was like, but why? But but absolutely why? He's like, no. And then he proceeds to be like, no, you know, I saw this video of this like, I don't even know if it was a Scottish band or what. And he's like, they're wearing like the same outfit as you. And then he goes to like, show it to me. I'm like, dad, we are trying. <laughs> we are trying to not think about Scotland right now. The person, the country, the outfits, none of this is invited into my day today. But oh my God, it was so funny. So uh, whatever, he thought I was wearing a kilt. I thought I looked cute. Get out of here with that shit. It was hilarious. Okay, anyways, so going on to Saturday, Aaron and I got manicures. My nails are so cute. I went for like a dark brown and it was, it was the vibe. It was definitely the vibe. It was the mood. I'm obsessed with them. And then as we all know, I have been very committed to high school football. And uh, so friend of the podcast, Danielle, her lovely boyfriend, who also listens to the podcast, Kevin, um, Kevin's football team had made the championships and it was they were playing at San Jose City College. And my dad played football at San Jose City College and he loves high school football. So I was like, hey, did you do you want to like go down for the game? So him and I drove down together. We watched the game. It was such a good time. It was a freaking nail biter. Unfortunately, they ended up losing, but I think that they played with more style and that's really like the most important thing. But I am kind of sad now because I feel like I got really accustomed to the Friday night lights lifestyle and, you know, going to football games on Friday. I'd only been to four, but I feel like that's a lot. And I I'm very sad that the football season was over, but it was really a great game to watch. And it was fun to kind of go along with their season. And I forgot how much I missed like being out buy a field and just sports in general. So, um, definitely hoping to like look into maybe in the next couple of years, getting back into coaching. Cause it was, it was definitely really fun to, to watch and be a part of. And I just, I loved it so much. It was, it was so great. And I was tired by the end. I was like, I had a whole ass weekend. So I ended up staying at my parents that night and I watched Wednesday, which like wheels me into my celebrity corner because I've, I've only got two shows to talk about. One of them is Wednesday. It was fucking incredible. I watched the whole thing that night, like literally had my phone on the charger in like another room and like, didn't even give a fuck to like grab it and look at it or anything. I was like, so entranced by the show. It was so good. And I, I loved it at every term. Jenna Ortega, she's a star. I think we all already knew that. But she does the show so well, and I highly, highly, highly recommend you watching it. I Listen, and you got to watch it quick. If you're a TikToker, you got to watch it quick because I had a little bit of it spoiled for me before, but I still was like surprised. You know, it was really, really good. I, uh, I, I just think that they did an amazing job with the show, and I'm excited for the next season. I literally watched the whole thing in one night. Like I stayed up till midnight, which is so rare. Midnights, you know, Taylor Swift. And uh, <laughs> speaking of Taylor Swift, my next little note, which I thought was funny. I haven't read the whole thing, but I believe it's the Rolling Stones came out with like the 50 biggest like mistakes or something in musical history. And a couple of them involved Taylor Swift and not Taylor Swift making mistakes, but people making mistakes around Taylor Swift. And one of them being Scooter Braun, like purchasing Taylor's music, you know, and also Kanye stealing the mic from from Taylor. They're like these two's reputations really went downhill after that. It's like, yeah, don't fucking mess with Taylor Swift. 
Like Ticketmaster is about to get canceled themselves. You crazy. I also read that more people were trying to get Taylor Swift tickets than were trying to get Super Bowl tickets. And I don't know if this is true. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, but it's it, it's wild. People love their Swifty. Like, don't mess with Taylor Swift. Uh, lastly, on my little celeb moment, I wanted to talk about the season finale of the Kardashians. What a fucking snooze, right? Like, what a snooze fest. Where was Courtney's wedding? Why didn't we get to see Courtney's wedding? I feel like I remember in in the series they were saying like, oh, I wish they would let us bring cameras in here. So maybe we couldn't shoot the actual ceremony, but we couldn't have got the reception. You really made us watch the dress fitting and all this other shit just for us not to get to see Courtney's wedding. I'm so annoyed. I'm just so unbelievably annoyed. And then Kim Kardashian's out here on Instagram with Tristan Thompson. It's like he's canceled. Stop bringing him. I know he's uh, True's dad and everything, but like, can we not? I thought it was fun getting to see Kylie go to the Billboard Music Awards or wherever she went. But and seeing Kim like run around everywhere was cool. I mean, what a rough time because that whole episode was kind of about Balenciaga. And if I have it correctly, they're like getting canceled right now. I guess they did some campaign where teddy bears are dressed in like S.M.S.N.M. What is Rihanna saying? S.M. MM, you know what I mean? Anyways, so um, <laughs> uh, I like they were teddy bears dressed up weird with kids and like it was like weirdly sexual basically for a kid campaign. And I was like, wow, like what timing? This episode just came out. That's like pretty much all about Kim's relationship with them. And then they get canceled. Can't can't quite catch a break on that one. But uh, overall, I really did love the Kardashians season. I'm I'm really enjoying the new Hulu version. I like when they are like break what he quote unquote like the fourth wall or third wall honestly I've done theater in a long time but you know they like talk to the camera at times that they're not supposed to be you know I just I really I love it I think it's really fun and I'm loving this new era of Kardashian I'm I'm really into it I have to say Hi friends, so it's fall and as you all know this means it's my power season so I am doing everything possible to protect that good energy and I'm telling you right now, my products from Kitsch are getting me there. I am obsessed with my towel scrunchie. Literally, I just put my hair up in it, I do a little work, and then I go and blow dry, and it's so perfect. Also, for those mornings that I'm like, I cannot get out of bed to save my life, my ice roller is like, girl, I'm gonna help you get there. It is so wonderful, and also I'm getting the best night's sleep on my silk pillowcase, and they just debuted a sage green one, so if you don't think, my little toxic shopping self has justified that I need it. You're wrong. I am getting one for all of my pillows. So please treat yourself this fall to one of Kitsch's many amazing items. You can use promo code AshleySleek15 for 15% off, or you can just shop the link in my bio on Instagram at AshleySleek. That's Ashley with two E's, of course. Happy shopping. For this week's Ask Ashley, I thought I would actually do a little bit of like um, some advice that I got and how I interpreted it from Andrew. So going into the holiday season, obviously, like holidays are hard for single people. I'm not going to fucking lie about it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I think we all know that. Luckily for me, a lot of the family that I grew up with, that was very questioning of like, why are you single and blah, 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 blah. You know, like we don't typically spend holidays with them anymore. So I kind of like dodged a bullet on that one. But uh, 
in general, it's not just like the questions that you get. It's kind of the feelings that you have. And this is no diss to family or anything like that. It's just the holidays are hard. It's hard. It's a lot of like expectations. It's a lot of, you know, socializing and it can be really exhausting. And where there are mad benefits from being single, like the fact that you don't have to split the holidays, you don't have to like be uncomfortable around someone else's family and all that fun shit. It also can feel, you know, a little isolating. And for me, what I missed the most was just having the support of another person, like even, you know, just having somebody to talk to, not necessarily that there was somebody there with me all the time, but, you know, having a partner that you could really kind of like go through the motions with. And so obviously I talked to Andrew about this ahead of time. Thanksgiving was tough in the way where, like I mentioned before, that I just was worried about my emotions with Scotland and just trying to like power through that hard part, you know? And so I talked to him and he was like, I think you should just make yourself kind of like a little note or something on your phone that you can kind of refer back to when you're feeling this way. And I thought that was great advice. I thought I would just share, you know, my kind of four bullet points that I used, um, you know, with, with this. So my first one that of reminding myself was being single does not mean that you're alone, which is so true. I think that it feels really lonely and it feels really isolating, but in reality, you're, you're not alone. First of all, there's like a hundred of us single people in this world, like uh, over a hundred, obviously, but that's just the word that came out of my mouth. But there's a lot of us that you can like connect and bond with. But also, you know, for me, I'm reminded that even though I don't have a partner there, either physically with me or that I can call over the phone. I do have a lot of like friends and other support system people that I can call and, you know, or text in the moment and feel like not so alone, like single and alone are not the same thing. They do not, they're not synonyms for each other. It's just that, you know, it feels lonely, but you're not alone. Um, also I said, it's natural to miss them during the holidays, but be thankful that there is something to miss and have no regrets. And I think this one was really important to me because, you know, it's easy to get wrapped up in this idea of like, oh my God, this was so hard. And I'm so mad that this happened and blah, 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 which, you know, feel that. But I really like, I know it's such a cliche of like live life with no regrets, but honestly, no, like even though both breakups, that I went through were really painful. I think both relationships were so important and they really shaped me a lot to be who I am. And I am thankful for that. You know, I'll always be thankful for that. And so, you know, just a good reminder there. I also said you are strong, kind and compassionate, which was really helpful. And I uh, will talk about this a little bit more later on about just remembering who you are and giving yourself some compliments and being like, no, like, you're good, babe. And then my last was your time will come because it does feel like when you're doing it and when you're surrounded by a bunch of couples, you're like, when the fuck is it going to be my turn? Hello. And people I've mentioned this before on the podcast, like people have asked me all the time, like, how do you not get like so fucking jealous with everyone around you getting married and being in so many weddings? And it's like, well, that's natural, like, of course. But my jealousy does not outweigh my excitement. And I know that at some point, it will be my time, but there's a reason it's not my time right now. You know, there's a reason that I haven't found my person yet. Like, you know, I'm, I'm everybody's on their own path and I don't think it's worth spending time 
comparing your path to other people's paths. Like that's just going to be so debilitating for you. And that's going to make it so hard for you to be happy and comfortable in your own life that it's not worth it. So for me, I'd rather just be so unbelievably happy for my friends and just know that they're going to give me that same love right back when it's my turn. You know what I mean? So anyways, those are my um, little tips about getting through the holiday season single. So it's half Andrew, half me, but really having this list, I think just writing it out in general was really helpful. And then being able to refer back to it was, was pretty great. Uh, I don't have, uh, too much in the dating world, except for, I just have to tell you all that if you are a loyalist to the podcast and you've been listening a long time, then you might remember motherfucking chicken tenders from like pre-Scotland we matched his whole profile was about like being an expert on chicken tenders and I matched with him and we were talking and I was like this guy's amazing but then it kind of like faded out or he ghosted me I honestly can't remember what happened but I saw him on Bumble and of course I was bumbling when I was drunk like an idiot and I swiped on him I got so excited but then I fucking forgot and he expired like I didn't message him in the 24 hours or whatever that you have I almost paid to like, cause if you pay for the dating app or whatever, you can still message somebody when, uh, even when your time is expired. And I was like, I'm about to motherfucking pay for this, this guy. I'm like, I don't know if he would remember me. Like we matched though. And I'm like, oh my God. Cause it was so long ago. I, he was like in the era of Mr. Gorgeous, you know, like my first round of being, you know, like being back on the apps. And I was so fucking excited to see this man's profile and I'm like so bummed about it. But, um, you know, I was like, do I delete my profile and then like bring it back and hope that I match with him again? Like, what are the chances? It was just so I think for the story alone, I think it would be really funny. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> besides that, I have been like slowly talking to people. I think I'm just it's hard because. I like will get these random spurts of energy and then I go and like match with a bunch of people and then I message them and then I just like cannot follow through. So I am definitely considering a delete of the apps and a reset, but I think every single person can relate to this that like the, the, the dating apps is just like a deleting and joining back in kind of situation. I feel like the reason I'm considering kind of deleting it is not to allow the me to have like this, this bad outlet to use when I feel lonely. Cause I just don't want to like, I just don't want to do it for the wrong reasons. You know, I, I say that a lot here on the podcast, but anyways, the profile's still there. I did change a couple pictures cause I was like, Oh, my hair's a different color now. So we got to up the game. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, yes, I chicken tenders. I don't know. I'm really, I'm really hoping that this makes that somehow he makes a comeback into my life because how fucking amazing would that be for my, sorry what moment of the week it's a little bit more like I don't know deep than the normal ones but I thought it was really important I wanted to put it as the I'm sorry what moment of the week because I had a lot and I, I wrote out a whole thing that I'm definitely gonna read to you all but like you know it's just it's just been a week of really questioning who I am and I just felt like this is an I'm sorry what moment because like I'm sorry what why do we let people make us feel any less than amazing. We as humans are so impressive and we do so many amazing things. And, you know, there are people who make us feel bad. And 
I'm sorry, what? We're not doing that shit anymore. We're not bringing that energy into 2023, okay? We're being confident and comfortable in who we are. So I'm just going to read this little thing that I wrote out because I thought it was good. Um, <laughs> you tell me. So I said, this weekend I found myself on a few different occasions feeling defensive over my character and who I am. And then I realized that this theme has been present over this entire year and even more looming over my entire lifetime. I used to think that it was my job to make people see me, to make sure that they knew that I was kind, caring, empathetic, strong, and passionate. I've come to realize that it's not my job to ensure that people see these things about me. It's my job to see these things about myself. It's my job to constantly work and grow and be proud of who I am. Those around me who are open to seeing it will, and they will pos- they will be positively impacted by it. And those who don't, and that will be their decision and their negativity is no longer welcome in my space. That is not to say that there will be no more mistakes or mishaps. There are words and actions that I have done that have hurt people, and that's important. And it's my job to listen to that feedback and make the necessary changes and offer the support that was missing. It's also for me to remember my intentions. They're pure, and I know that I don't set out to hurt people, but these things are important, and I'm growing and learning, and this is a huge part of that. Lastly, I will say that not everyone's issues are my burden to bear. There are some problems that people may have with me that I don't agree with, and I don't think they're problems, and that's okay. And it's my choice to hear them out and take in their criticism, but I'm allowed to have my own truth and set boundaries around that truth. So, you know, I I just think that it's hard sometimes going through this life and getting older and making changes, and people are going to hold on to, you know, like an older version of you or the version of you that they created in their head. But listen, that's their problem. You know, you find out who you are. You allow yourself the room to make changes and grow. And then you be proud of that. That's that's the bottom line. Like, I'm sorry, what? We are not letting people who are not growing stunt our growth, you know, or have their own issues. Most of the time when I think about things that people have said to me and things that have hurt me, when I really get to the root of it, I feel like it always ends up not necessarily being about me, but being about them. And for me, you know, there are things I've done that have been fucked up and I didn't realize. And I'm like, every time somebody tells me, I'm so grateful that somebody comes and like lets me know because I wouldn't know. And so, you know, that's not to say that this is about that, but it's like, you know, a lot of those things I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I make active thoughts to change those things and make sure that I don't hurt somebody in that way again. However, I think we can get wrapped up in like, oh my God, I did this. I'm a bad person. It's like, no, you might've just made a mistake and not realize what you're saying was going to hurt somebody. And as long as you don't like do it again, then you're good. And the people who are asking that, like if I'm asking that of my friend, like, hey, you know what? This hurt me. I'm not expecting this to be an overnight change. You know, if it's a habit that someone's doing or, you know, it's going to take a long time. So allowing yourself the grace to change and other people the grace to change is so important. And I personally just feel like this year and I'm excited to do like a 2022 recap because it's yes, it's been a tough year, but it's been honestly one of my favorites. I think that like obviously I've had a lot of sadness and a lot of hurt, but There's been so much growth and I'm so proud of that and I'm proud of the work that I've done on myself that when other people decide to make me feel bad, you know, it's it's hard and it hurts. And I think, 
you know, I've had a tough weekend and, you know, it's weighing on me heavily, but maybe not as bad as it would have been, you know, a couple years ago. So allow yourself the chance to grow and be proud of yourself. And I I know I've kind of repeated that, but it's just I want to hound it in there like this is important. And I am so um, grateful. I know I say this all the time, but this podcast is so special to me. And I love when I'm like talking to somebody and they're like, oh, my God, I listen to the podcast and I love this part or I'll get texts like even small things like, oh, my God, you said this and it was so funny. Or, you know, I I listened to you talk about dating and I really related to it and all this stuff. And like that's what the podcast is all about. It's about, you know, growing together, laughing about things and, you know, not judging each other for for mistakes that we made or choices. You know, it's it's just about being true to yourself and being proud of who you are. And, um, I'm, I'm glad that there are people who, who listen and, um, I'm so grateful for all of you. And, you know, I know this was a little bit more sappy of an episode, so thank you for sticking with me on it. And I I really appreciate all of you and I love you so much. Have a fabulous rest of your Wednesday and go watch Wednesday. Okay. Okay. Bye.